And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Greenlight Reviews is back, and we're about to get serious. Okay. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we are going to discuss, Anne, a film called The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Darren Aronofsky, written by Robert D. Siegel, and starring Mickey Rourke as Randy the Ram Robinson. <laughs> now, Randy Robinson, the Ram, as everybody calls him, was a huge wrestling star. He played Madison Square Garden. He was one of the most popular guys in the sport. Think about Hulk Hogan if you sure. know anything about sure. wrestling. But, you know, that was 20 years ago. And now he is a beat-up, washed-up, lonesome, and out of sorts mm-hmm. has been. And instead of playing on television in Madison Square Garden, he's going to the little tiny clubs in New Jersey, trying to make 50 or 100 bucks so he can pay off his rent on his trailer, so he can eat, that sort of thing. He's a very, very sad guy, and Mickey Rourke plays this man so tremendously appealing Mm -hmm. and sensitive, despite the fact that when we see him in the ring, he does all sorts of terrible things, mostly to himself. Oh, yeah, he does. There's a lot of self-infliction pain going on in this film, and there's a lot of pain everywhere in the movie. I believe that when you see this movie, you're really seeing the soul of Mickey Rourke up on the screen. That's a pretty powerful performance. However, there's some problems with this film, and I think it's in the script primarily. There are so many cliches that it threatens to sabotage the film completely, except for the wonderful performance of Mickey Rourke and also Marissa Tomei, who is every bit as powerful on screen as he is. Oh, she is just terrific. She plays a stripper. Her stage name is Cassidy. Her real name is Pam. And the Ram has fallen kind of in love with her, or certainly in like with her, but she doesn't date customers. So there's a problem there. And they try very, very hard to reach out to each other as he tries to reach out to his estranged daughter, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. played by Evan Rachel Wood. He's been a lousy father. He knows it. Everybody knows it. And his daughter certainly knows it. There's hardly any basis for them to talk together. And the few scenes that they have between the two of them are heartbreaking for me anyway. Well, even though there are some touching moments with the daughter and, of course, with Marissa Tomei, this is old, tired, stale stuff. Here you start out with you have a mixed-up daughter who hates her old man. You've got the dancer with the heart of gold. You have all that stale dialogue when the wrestlers are working out their routines. They're all friends, by the way. Right. They really care about each other. And then you have the Ram having a massive heart attack. Then you have the rematch between the Ram and the Ayatollah that's going to resurrect both of their careers. You know, there's too much of that kind of writing in this movie that, for me, ruined most of the film. Well, I'm not sure that it deserves anybody's outright support. Let's face it, the last time I watched a wrestling match with any degree of seriousness, I was 12. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was probably with Gorgeous George or somebody like that a long, long time ago. Right. I knew nothing about the wrestling business that goes on today. And frankly, if not for Mickey Rourke, I probably would not have gone to see this film. I did go to see it, and I was just blown away by his performance and by Marissa Tomei's performance. I like the fact that both Cassidy and the Ram are innately good people, but life has just delivered some blows to both of them, and they're having a hard time 
managing their lives. However, I think it's important to point out that these two people are both in a similar kind of business. She's a pole dancer that promises all kinds of adventures, which turn out to be fake. And he's in the wrestling business, which is full of tricks and chicanery, and it's all about performance. And it, too, is fake. I mean, there's a lot of interesting plot points that the writer should have gone after and could have made this film a really much more original piece of work. Well, I have to agree with you there, Anne. And as the cliches came tumbling out over me, I kept wishing that somebody else had taken over this script. But again, because of Mickey Rourke, I was so surprised, so absolutely taken away by the sensitivity and the vulnerability that this huge, huge brute of a man was able to bring to this role. I thought the one scene that really works for Mickey Rourke, and he ought to send Robert Siegel, the writer, a nice letter thanking him for this, is that wonderful speech that he has with his daughter where he really tries to explain who he is to her and how much he cares for her. And you really believe that behind all that bulk, there's a real heart and a real soul. And that's what I said from the very beginning. You see Mickey Rourke's soul up on the screen, but it's just not quite enough to make the movie really great. So for me, I'm going to give the wrestler a yellow light and yes, Les, I will go to the mat with that opinion. Well, you're going to have to go to the mat with me because I'm giving it a green light. Okay. And I'm giving it a green light because those kinds of performances, for me anyway, have always raised almost every film in which they appeared from an okay film or a not-so-good film to something really, really special. Mickey Rourke and Marisa Tomei do this. So a green light from me, a yellow light from Anne for The Wrestler. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Anne Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.